Hey everyone, welcome to the Gate Alliance Church. We're so glad you could join us for this week's podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn how you can be more engaged in our church, check us out online at thegatechurch.ca. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's podcast. Good morning, Gate Church family. We are live, as you know. Welcome this morning, and uh, so glad you could join with us. We have a special guest speaker this morning, Dean Billings from Compassion Canada. He's going to be sharing a message from God's Word with us this morning to encourage us. And you know what? As I shared last week, it's all about becoming more like Jesus and less like us. So I think that's what we're going to be hearing this morning as well. So if you could join with me as we worship, I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we'll have a time of worship, and we'll welcome Dean to come speak to us this morning. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a time that we can come together, whether it be online or in person. Lord, we are joined together. Where two or three are gathered, there you are. So Lord, we we pray for this time that it would be a, a time of being encouraged and for our eyes to be opened, our ears to be listening to what you would have us here this morning. Be with us, be with those that can't join us today, Lord. And uh, may you be glorified in everything that is said and done this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, Gate Church. It's so good to be here with you. Uh, my name is Dean Billings, uh, and I'm with a ministry called Compassion Canada, which I know some of you uh, already know, and uh, so privileged, so thankful to be here this morning, uh, just to share God's word with you and and to just talk about uh, a reflection on what's happening globally, missionally, uh, as a result of the coronavirus, and uh, provide an update for you uh, just as as, as well. Uh, thank you to David uh, for uh, all of his expertise. And uh, yeah, the announcement this morning, September 1st, moving into our new normal. Uh, I don't know if you have uh, quite yet gotten used to uh, the coronavirus and how it's affected us, but uh, I do look forward to whatever our new normal is uh, as well uh, with you. Uh, I'm to my wife, Sarah. Uh, we uh, attend Philpott Church in downtown Hamilton. And, uh, yeah, we've been married 12 years and, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, I, I've been a part of Compassion's ministry now for 10 years and, uh, we're responsible for the gate, the gate branch church. And, uh, some of you go, uh, I was actually here with, uh, classic Christian artist, Randy Stonehill. Uh, Randy, uh, spoke, uh, for a couple, uh, a couple of different times. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was here sharing uh, his his music with us, and so it was very, very, very exciting. Uh, and we had uh, sponsored as a result of that. Um, and thank you to those of you who have done that and continue to do that. It's very important. Uh, we're very grateful during this global. You have sponsored uh, a child. I particularly am attracted to and like. Uh, uh, for the church, how, how you guys have focused on living out mission intentionally. That's a core uh, and important, whether that's locally here or globally. Great. Well, a special, a special welcome to uh, those of you that are tuning in online today. Really uh, great to uh, see you, except I can't see you. You can see me. So it's really good to, uh, really good to be here and sharing this morning. I'm going to be sharing uh, out of uh, Luke 10. I'm going to be sharing about the Good Samaritan story. Some of you, uh, many of you probably already know that uh, Good Samaritan story. 
So we're going to talk through that. Uh, I'm going to be giving you a, an update globally, what's happening uh, in and around the world as a result of the, the pandemic. And I'll also be sharing what Compassion is doing uh, as a response to that and, and how we are caring for uh, children and their families and communities uh, just around the world and how important that care for them uh, is needed right now. And we're going to look, you know, in the Good Samaritan, we're going to be looking at uh, Luke 10, 25 to 37. We're going to focus on really uh, within that story, who is my neighbor? Um, you know, the lawyer, the lawyer stood up and, and showed a, so to speak, challenged Jesus and wanted to know who is my neighbor. And we're going to talk about who our neighbor, who our neighbor is. Um, but, you know, um, let me just pray before we get too far. Let me pray this morning as we start uh, today. So Heavenly Father, we just do come before you this morning. God, as the church, God, as your hands and feet, Lord, help us uh, in our day, help us uh, as I uh, read through the story, God, and just share what's happening around the world. Lord, would you guide us, God? Would you lead us? Father, would you help those who are, who are vulnerable and oppressed and in need around the world? And God, just give us your heart, Father, for those that are in need. Um, and uh, Lord, just learn more today about who our neighbor is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, living out our faith um, uh, to do that uh, causes us to do that uh, with love, with action. Um, it, it has a cost. Um, it's not just free for all of us to actually live out and step forward and, and to do that uh, has a cost. Um, and so we're going to look at that today and and just see. And as I was preparing for today, um, I just really recognize that the this story that Jesus gives us uh, uh, out of the Good Samaritan, out of Luke 10, is really a response to a need. Um, and I don't know about you, but if you've ever recognized needs in your own life or in your family's life or in your neighbor's life, uh, this is really a response to a need. So let's let's open our Bibles or our Bible apps today and take a look at uh, Luke 10. And I'm going to be reading starting in verse 25. So just follow along with me, if you will. Uh, verse 25 says this, then an expert in the law stood up to test him, to test Jesus saying, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He asked him, how do you read it? Jesus said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly. He told him, do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, but who is my neighbor? Jesus took it upon, took up this question and said to him, and the Good Samaritan story, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite also, when he arrived at the same place and saw the man, he too passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, walking along on his journey, came upon the man, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his donkey and he took him to an inn and said to the innkeeper to take care of him. The next day, uh, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. When I come back, 
I will reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who left him in the hands of the robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, the lawyer said. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do, go and do likewise. You know, uh, going and doing likewise um, is not always just that easy. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a challenge. The picture you're going to see next is, is the Jericho Road. This, this, is, a, this is a picture uh, of uh, the Jericho Road between Jerusalem and Jericho. And that runs uh, down to, this is where this very story that you just, that I just read to you uh, comes from. This story, it's a well-known location. It's often called and had a reputation as knowing as the, the bloody pass because that is often where a number of people would be uh, vandalized. It was a dangerous place, but yet it was worth the risk to travel from Jerusalem to Jericho through this mountainous region um, to get there. It was the shortest route and it was really uh, the best way to go but dangerous nonetheless. And, you know, I think Jesus, you know, when he gives us ex examples in the scripture, uh, when he gives us this example, um, it's no coincidence. <laughs> Everything that Jesus does and says, and the illustration that he's giving us here, this location uh, is truly uh, uh, inspired uh, by God. And he's, he's telling us this on purpose. And, you know, I often take that in life. Uh, I look at the things that are often the most difficult are often the places where I grow. And, uh, you know, I trust that for you too. Although none of us really want the difficult things and, and to go through hardship and times and even this pandemic, you know, you might look at it and say, Lord, what are you doing? Um, but have faith and trust. We can all have faith and trust to know that it's all for a reason. And God has a purpose and plan, not only in this Good Samaritan story and, and sharing to us, but, but also this, this global pandemic. Uh, Lord, what are you doing in and through it? And we pray today that we would reveal uh, what, what God's plan is. But in the Good Samaritan story, if we look back a little earlier in verse, uh, in, in the, to the first verse in Luke 10, we see that Jesus had appointed uh, and sent out the 72 disciples. You may rem recall that he sent them out to do the father's will, sent them out as laborers, uh, you know, into the harvest and sent them out as lamb among, uh, among wolves. Uh, you know, he went out to eat with the people and, and heal the sick. And those 72 went out and did that. And they returned with great joy at what they had done um, and had done amazing things, healing the sick um, and sharing the gospel. And um, God was glorified through all those things. But he also did one thing, something that's written in here is that uh, his will, God's will was also revealed to the little children. These 72 went out and, and the, uh, God's will was revealed to the little children. Why is that important? You know, why would that Bible, why would the Bible include this sort of seemingly unimportant fact that God's will was revealed to the little children? I think it's important because God wants us to pay attention to that. I think that, you know, uh, as we heard earlier, uh, that God loves the little children um, and wants us to have compassion on them. And so, you know, whenever the scripture refers to little children, uh, we at Compassion, we get a little, we get a little excited about that. We get pretty, <laughs> pretty excited uh, as a ministry that's focused on children. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're Christ centered, we're church based and, and child focused. That's so important to us. And so when we hear that, uh, we really uh, get excited and, and, and pay attention. Um, and so that was the setup. Uh, for the Good Samaritan story. And so, you know, in that story, God said, who is, you know, who is my neighbor? 
And, you know, um, <laughs> it, this was the time when the lawyer stood up and, you know, said, what do I have to do uh, to inherit eternal life? And he gives us that story and, and tells us to go and to go and do likewise. Well, going and doing likewise, particularly even right now during this global pandemic, uh, it's not easy. Um, I don't know how you're adjusting to whatever your new normal is. Um, but whatever that is, you know, I know that it, it, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of time and finances. Um, and you know, the Good Samaritan, in the Good Samaritan story, uh, let's just take that example. In that story, uh, the, uh, the Good Samaritan gives, uh, pulls out two denarii and he gives it to the innkeeper and he tells them to take care of this man who was in deep need, who was, was obviously beaten up and, you know, bloodied. Uh, two denarii. Do, do you know how much one denarii is? Uh, well, uh, one denarii is the equivalent of uh, one full day's wages. Uh, and so quite literally, two denarii is two full day's wages. And this, this stranger who came along, this good Samaritan, uh, picked up, stopped in the middle of his day, took this man, bandaged him up, took him to the inn, uh, gave the innkeeper two full day's wages. I'm not sure how much you make, uh, but uh, two full day's wages is not just 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, for any one of us who, uh, even if we're at minimum wage, uh, is a significant amount, two full day's wages. Um, and that's generosity at its best. You know, when we see that and wanting to live and respond to needs, um, that's pretty significant. And, uh, you know, uh, it challenges us to respond. And so, you know, when we're looking at this, uh, the, the Good Samaritan story, uh, responding to those needs, you know, I'm sure the Good Samaritan, when he came along, I'm sure he was busy that day. I'm sure he had somewhere to get to. Uh, I don't think that he was necessarily, uh, it wasn't convenient for him to stop and, and literally <laughs> pick up this man and help him and take him to the inn and all of that. That, that, w that took significant detour from whatever his plans were that day. Um, quite often, it, me included, we see these God opportunities as literal inconveniences in our lives. And why do these things happen? And, and how does it, how does it, you know, why? I have somewhere to go. You know, Lord, don't you know I have to get to that meeting? <laughs> of course, the Lord knows these things, but he also provides opportunities for us right in front of us, often at times are, that are really challenging for us. And th th I'm not suggesting that we just abandon all our responsibilities, but the Lord certainly knows, and, and he's trying to guide us and direct us. Uh, uh, his plan is, is much better than, than our plan, and he knows where the needs are the greatest. And, you know, really, uh, it's an opportunity for us to, to fulfill what Scripture is asking us to do and, and, and for God to, to truly um, love our neighbor. And, you know, in this Good Samaritan story, uh, God gives us the great commandment. You know, he tells us quite literally written right in there. And in this scripture that you'll see on, on screen, Matthew 22, verse 37, uh, we're in it where it says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, quite literally, Jesus is explaining that to the lawyer and he's telling him, that's all you got to remember. You just got to remember uh, to love me with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. 
you know, we often do a pretty good job at loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves uh, and making sure that we're, we're covered, that we're cared for and, and, and that our immediate family and uh, that, that we're good. And particularly during this pandemic, I don't know about you, but you know, I found myself buying toilet, buying toilet paper too, and <laughs> buying those things that you just needed. You just like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go out. I've got to get these things. I got to take care of myself. God just asks us to take care of those also, also in, in need. Uh, and really what you're seeing here in this whole biblical example is, is compassion's model. You know, it's compassion's example of recognizing that, that loving your neighbor is not always just your family member or that person in front of you. Your neighbor uh, may be your literal neighbor next door or across the street, uh, but it also may be those that are most vulnerable, uh, the homeless in your own, uh, in your own city, uh, in, in Niagara Falls, in St. Catharines, in this, in this immediate area. But it, it also may be, uh, those uh, further, uh, further away for globally as well. That includes those globally. And so, you know, um, I, I appreciate that and know that this church works very hard, uh, to take care of those locally, the ministries that are involved, uh, Good for you guys. So important. Keep up that good work, that hard work of, of trying to make a difference. I love the fact that 6,000 postcards are going to go out and try to care for this community. And, uh, uh, wow, that's, that's so important. Um, to try to love your neighbor and, and the new normal right now, we're doing that online. We're trying to reach out to people that people can sit in your pajamas. Thankfully, I didn't wear my pajamas today. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, it's really important that we, we, we do that. Some of you may not be too familiar about compassion. And so let me show you a little bit about that. Um, Compassion, we exist as a ministry to release children from poverty in Jesus' name around the world globally. So let, let me just share with you, what is compassion? Um, and, and who are we and why do we exist? Well, we really literally exist uh, as a response to the Great Commission to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, um, baptizing them and teaching them. Um, and so that, that, that is really one of the, the key things that we do. We partner with the local church around the world. Uh, we partner in 25 countries uh, with uh, just over 8,000 evangelical churches. Um, so there's three main things that you need to know about compassion. We are Christ-centered. Everything we do, we do as a result of the gospel and wanting to share the love and person of Jesus Christ with every every family and child uh, in our care. Through the, again, through the local church, we're we're, we're church-based, meaning we we don't operate uh, as a separate entity or as a, or as a separate uh, building. We. We, we work uh, in close relationship and partnership, believing that the local church literally is the hands and feet of Christ and that we do that through the local church so that they are being able to equip and empower and they know the needs of the community. They know uh, uh, all of the uh, different decisions and all the challenges that are happening. And so we want to, again, equip and empower them. Um, and uh, we're child focused, truly believing that focusing on the individual child uh, and their family and, and helping to develop and disciple them in, in several key areas and four key areas. We call it uh, the spiritual area, the social, emotional area, uh, the cognitive area and the and the physical area. It's very important to develop not just one key area and, and disciple them, but but in a holistic view uh, and, and, and respond uh, to their needs. Uh, all the time, all the while, and all the different classes and feeding and medical and healthcare, but sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's not just the bread they need, 
but it's the bread of life they need for eternity. And so that's, that's so very important. Each and every one of us have been significantly impacted by the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know what it looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me and my wife, Sarah, and, and how we've struggled in our family and how important it was to, you know, during the lockdowns and, you know, it really became pretty significant. It was, it was tough, you know, um, we had to stay home and we had to isolate and socially distance. And, uh, but, you know, as hard as it was for us, uh, truly for those living globally in poverty is almost impossible for them. Uh, the coronavirus disproportionately affects those around the world. It truly uh, affects them in a devastating way. Uh, most families, uh, if not all, are day laborers. You know, they get up each and every day. They work part time. They go out, they work, uh, they get paid, they come home, they feed, they, they get food, they eat. Uh, and, and, and for the past several months, they've just been unable to do that. There's been no work, the forced isolation, the government crackdowns. Um, they don't have the government bailouts that we do. They don't have a, a, a structure and a system like Canada, the government of Canada. I am so thankful for our government right now that's been able to step in. I, I know we're not perfect and I know there's lots of issues and, you know, just on the heels of coming back to school and provincially, some of those challenges, absolutely. But compared to those around the world, um, it's, it, it's really magnified the challenges of the coronavirus, the fear, the anxiety, the, the uh, yeah, just there's no options for those living in, in, in poverty. In the past week alone, there was more cases uh, reported in Brazil than there was the entire over 100,000 in Canada that we have in totality. The last week alone, that's how many uh, cases were spread in the country of Brazil alone. And, and it's hard to even fathom and believe, you know, we don't see the reports on TV. They're not reporting all of the cases, all of the challenges. Uh, often there's one respirator for a million people and they just don't have the healthcare. Um, and it's, it's truly wreaking havoc for our global neighbors, if I could call them that. And uh, really, um, you know, there's been some reports lately that have, have come out some sobering reports, you know, the, the World Bank re revealed that for the first time in over 20 years uh, that those uh, in uh, extreme poverty uh, are, are increasing now. For the past 20 plus years, we've been winning that fight against poverty and, you know, the, the, the Christian church and a lot of humanitarian organizations have really been helping. We're actually reversing due to the coronavirus. We're now adding uh, more than 50 million people are going to be added to those in global hunger. Um, and uh, 50 more million people will be added to the list of those in extreme, extreme poverty. So all those gains that we've been making for the past 20 years uh, were not in vain. The Lord was up to something um, and he's, he's, allowed us to see what's possible, but we're now on the decline. And this, this, this thing, this virus uh, isn't done. It's, it's continuing. And so, and it's not just the virus, you know, more than the virus itself is, is the consequences of the lockdowns and all of the isolation, all the food shortages. And uh, truly what, what that's caused is literal starvation around the world. There's tens of millions that are, um, being forced to, to go out, even if it's unsafe, they're willing to risk uh, contracting the disease or contracting, sorry, the, the virus 
in, uh, instead of, you know, protecting from it because they're likely going to starve to death if they don't get out and get uh, food and water and health care or whatever they can do. Uh, there's, you know, in, in Brazil, uh, in, in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, there was a three and a half kilometer line for food that I just saw reported a couple of weeks ago. It's unbelievable what, what is happening. So how is compassion responding? I mean, these, these needs are real and I don't tell you them to make you feel bad. I just want you to, to know what's happening globally because we, we don't often hear. And so I, I just wanted to be um, uh, someone who's sharing with you what, what is happening. So how's compassion responding as a result of this? You know, um, for those of you who sponsor a child uh, around the world, thank you so much. Your commitment and support means more now than, than ever. Um, so we've really moved into, because the churches in all 25 countries are, are closed and locked down, uh, like many of us here, they're just not meeting like normally. We're, they're adapting. And so we're really empowering the local church uh, to uh, equip them to make the changes they need, really kicking into something what we call emergency relief. This is really a time where uh, uh, families uh, need uh, emergency food. So that's really what we're doing. We're choosing to rise up as one. We're calling it rise up as one global church. We're helping our neighbors uh, around the world. Uh, and really it's due to the fact that we have these unique church partnerships. So equipping them to respond to the needs in their communities is really the best way to do that. So here's what we're doing. We're, we're uh, providing uh, to all sponsored children and their families in the communities, we're providing them uh, food basket kits. These food basket kits contain things like rice and eggs and, and oils uh, and meat and different things uh, that are needed. Uh, and these, these kits, um, uh, they're four week kits, one basket to a family of four feeds them for one, one month. Uh, very important. So we're, we're, we're handing those out. We're also handing out as needed essentials kits. Essentials kit includes a food kit and it includes things like soaps, hand sanitizers, masks, uh, educational training on, on, uh, what to do and, and how to, how to care for, for one another, uh, during this time. Um, and you know, uh, it's so important and we're so thankful as an organization to be able to do that. We're additionally helping provide medical support where we're, where we're able to do, we're able to provide some additional uh, funding for pastors, you know, pastors, uh, the funding just isn't there. So we're also supplementing a number of, of pastors. Um, and so it's really the local church. And so uh, that, that knows how to serve their neighbor. Uh, they know the community, they know the context, they know where the need is greatest and they're able uh, truly to, to be able to, res to respond um, and, and, and know where the, where the need is. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not just the coronavirus that's, that's happening right now and the, the desperate need. Local, uh, there, there's still natural disasters happening. I don't know if you, you know, the U.S., we just had, you know, Hurricane Laura came in. We don't often hear the, the, the cyclones that are happening throughout um, Central America, South America, Africa, Asia. Uh, you know, uh, there's so many different natural disasters. The locust, maybe you may recall the locust infestation that happened across Africa and it just, it just wiped out, uh, so much food for the, for, for, for millions of people. It was very difficult. The earthquakes that continue to happen. All of these things don't stop. All of these things don't stop. And, and, you know, but it's, it's, you know, this is a time to really press into the Lord and, and say, Lord, 
we don't always know what you're up to and what you're doing, but, but Lord, help us as the church to rise up, uh, to make a difference. Um, and so uh, the Lord knows where the need is the greatest. Um, and so uh, we want to equip the local church to respond. So that's what we're doing, providing those emergency relief needs, uh, those food kits, those essential kits, the hand sanitizers, the soaps. But the other really important thing that we find right now is household security is important. Food, um, but household security, uh, this is a time similar here at home where we're a lot of violence, a lot of, uh, domestic violence. And so compassion is, is doing very, uh, doing that. The pastors are, are, are responding. They're connecting us where they can in person, socially distanced, but often by phone. And they're really trying to ensure that, uh, uh, home security is, is an important thing right now. Um, and so we, we daily get, rep- we, re- report daily uh, twice a week we get reports from the local church around the world if you ever want to know how your how your country is doing how your sponsored child is doing i, I recommend go to our website compassion.ca and we uh we have a blog uh there where we update on the coronavirus uh, in each country of a country update by every country click on that follow that and you'll see uh, an update how we're doing uh and really uh, how we're responding uh, to those unique needs in those, in those unique uh, countries. Um, like the Good Samaritan story um, in Luke 10, who, who is my neighbor? Um, and how are we as a church, you know, responding to the needs of our neighbors? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share with you that, that as a church, um, Pastor Mark, thank you. David, thank you for the opportunity to uh, rise up as one uh, global church. Um, you'll see on the screen now, uh, the Gate Church web page. It's, it's right on there. You'll see how we are rising up as one and, and you'll see how, uh, we've launched a fundraiser right here for the Great, the Gate Alliance Church to respond uh, to these needs. And, and I would just ask you to consider, consider joining us. Uh, we've put it on the, uh, the weekly, uh, the weekly email update uh, that I received as well. And I'm sure many of you received if you didn't take a look at that. And, uh, and if not the, the, the newsletter, the email, you can go to the website uh, and really see uh, how uh, you can participate by, by donating. Uh, and that's how we're doing. We want to not only equip uh, the local church uh, to help those that are uh, sponsored children, but uh, the unique needs of hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands more that do uh, have that need uh, at, at this time. And so uh, take a look at that. Um, you'll see, uh, welcome to the Gate Alliance Church and that fundraiser. And when you go there, you'll see the webpage. The webpage itself is actually, it's, there's a thermometer there and, and you'll see how we're helping and, and what we're doing around the world. We've set a fundraising goal of $1,000 uh, here for the church. And I can see and know that we've already started. And so I'm so very thankful for that. That is, that is really good. Um, and, and I'll be updating that on a daily basis to see our personal progress and, and how we're doing. Um, and how that really uh, has, um, how you are really going to make make a difference uh, to that. And, uh, you know, the need around the world is great, um, but our God is greater. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure where you are personally uh, or financially, uh, but I just ask you to can pray to the Lord for this need. Uh, ask him to provide for you. Um, and uh, trust, and we know that He will bless us in all of our in all of our giving uh, tithes to your local church. Don't forget that. But uh, we just ask, like the Good Samaritan, and the example that Jesus gives us, to love our neighbor 
as we love ourselves. Um, and you know, I've, I've got this short video that I want to share with you as well. Um, it's just a really good example how God is light. And so we're going to, we're going to cue over to that video now. Um, and let's take a look at that for just a couple of minutes and then I'll wrap up and close uh, at the end. It's so easy to feel like darkness wins. It makes sense. What are you supposed to believe when everywhere you look, there's black nothingness? The thing about darkness is that it's exposed by the smallest match. And just like that, the void gets awakened by the heat of a flame. This feels dark, but God is light. Now I do not live for a moment. I do not live for a lifetime. I live for an eternity with him who conquered the grave. Death has no power here, for God is light. And on the days when I'm just an ember, when the darkness hits too close to home and I grow weary, God gives me you, the church, not a building, but a room full of lit matches. Your stories, your faith, your light, they keep me going and remind me that when it feels like darkness has won a battle, Jesus has won the war. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray, go forth and love beyond reason, care beyond question, live in such a way that people demand an explanation. Why aren't you afraid? They'll ask, and I'll get to answer, because God is my light and darkness stands no chance. Well, the Gate Alliance Church, it's been so good to share with you this morning. I don't know where you are on your personal journey in your walk with the Lord. Uh, if you even know the Lord personally, and if you don't, I pray that you would uh, reach out to the church. Um, I pray that you would come to know the love of Jesus Christ personally. That is what we do and what we share with each and every child and family uh, with compassion globally while we care for their needs and uh, while we minister to them, not just physically, but spiritually. Um, and, and I just pray that today as uh, you uh, are on your own journey, that you would consider uh, donating to this fundraiser today, helping those around the world uh, in need during this uh, global pandemic as we're all been affected uh, so significantly by it. And uh, just trust uh, that uh, the Lord will lead you uh, and guide you. And I just pray uh, that uh, you will be forever changed, that you'll have the opportunity again to come to know the Lord personally. And that uh, as we respond as the church, that we can grow in our faith. And so I'm just going to close in prayer now. And, and Gay Church, thank you so much. It's really been an honor. And uh, I'm so privileged to be able to speak to you today. And I just pray that your heart would be open, that your heart would be moved. Um, and that while you're sitting at home, possibly in your pajamas, that you've truly uh, heard from the Lord today. So let's just uh, close in prayer now. Father in heaven, I uh, am so thankful for this time this morning. God, as we've come together, God, we've heard from your word. We've heard from Luke 10, God, the good Samaritan, God, the example of how, um, God, we can love our neighbor. And Jesus gives us that example and tells us to go and do likewise. 
Lord, may we do that, God, in all that we do and say today, whether it's within our families, whether it's within our local uh, local neighborhoods, God, uh, and also let's include those globally around the world, those who are significantly in need. We just pray to you, Lord God, today, and, and uh, God, we honor you in our faith and our actions. Uh, and we just pray to you, Father, for today in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We make these messages available to give you a window into our church, but also an open gate for you to join in with our community. Our Sunday service is at 10 a.m., and we look forward to seeing you soon. And know that there is a place for you at The Gate. Please remember to visit thegatechurch.ca for more information about our church.